And now on Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, after-dinner speaker and raconteur that is Count Arthur Strong. Count Arthur's meteoric 50-year climb up the rung of the show business ladder to whatever it is he's become today has surprised no one who knows him. Ronald and Stephen Bates are just two of many, many fans we could have mentioned. Join him now, as once again it's time for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Hello there. Morning. Um, how much is that? Forty nine ninety five. What is it? <laughs> it's a telephone. Oh, good. I am in the right place then. Um, right. I want what they call a mobile phone, please, if you can do that for me. Uh, right. Have you any idea what sort of phone you want? I want one like my friend and butcher, Wilf Taylor, of Wilf Taylor's Quality Meats on Whitfield Street has. And do you know what model that is? It's one of those little ones. You, you can hold it in one hand. <laughs> Wilf says it does everything but make tea, and that's not necessary in my case, thank you. I prefer it done properly, out of a tea's made. You don't know what model it is? Well, you know, it's a little one, like you see them holding. It's got a bit of blue on it. You see, there are literally hundreds of different handsets. I don't want a handset. I want a telephone. One you don't plug in that picks up microwave cooker signals from outer space. Only I think I'm missing out on a lot of offers of work because people can't get hold of me straight away. In my game, you've got to be there 25 7. Three, 380 degrees of a year. If they can't get hold of you, they just go to the next one after you on the list. It's probably because of me being out and about a lot and not close by the telephone exchange that Edward Woodworm's getting so much work. So I thought it's about time I got one. Then I can sit back and watch all his jobs dry up. What do you do then? Don't you have a telly at your house? What do I do, for goodness sake? Ever heard of uh, 321, have you? Uh, I think so. Well, that will be where you know me from then, won't it? I, I used to act out all the clues out in the final round. Here, see if you can get this. Sherlock Strong was feeling tired. He tried to sleep, but his cat kept waking him up. When he gave it a saucer of milk, it wouldn't drink it. Why? Well, what's your answer? I don't know. Oh, blimey, you're no good, are you? Listen, Sherlock Strong was feeling tired. When you're feeling tired, you feel sleepy. Right? Remember that. Um, he tried to sleep, but his cat, now bat, rhymes with Battenberg. So, remember that. Um, his cat kept waking him up. Now, when someone wakes you up, you're aroused, aren't you? Right? When he gave it a sources of milk, it wouldn't uh, drink it. So, it... Didn't want any. <laughs> Why? Well, 
Y rhymes with pie, doesn't it? So, what have we got? Sleepy, bat, aroused, didn't want any milk, pie. Exactly! The caravan! <laughs> oh, they don't make television like that anymore, do they? Now, are you going to show me any telephones or not? I haven't got all day, you know. Morning, Arthur. Wilf? What can I get you? I'll have one of your black puddings, please, Wilf. The blackest one you've got. Um, oh, did you hear something, then? I don't think so. Like what? Sort of ringing noise. Oh, oh, just a minute. It might be my new mobile telephone phoning me with an offer of work. Oh, you got one, then? Oh, yes. I'm all geared up for the 20th century now. Uh, I do like to keep abreast of all the technological advances. Oh, yes, it does a lot, this, you know. It tells the time. You, you can uh, phone the infinite with it and talk to that if you want. Here, it's even got a camera on it. Here, come on, let's have a picture, Wilf. Um, he showed me how to do it in the shop. Oh, stand over there, next to that half of a lamb. Um, no, it's missing something. Um, try holding the black pudding. Oh, yes, that's more like it. There's some movement in it now. Um, hold it higher, like you're smelling it. Oh, that would make a lovely photo. Uh, right, hang on. Uh, it's this one, I think he said. Uh, Righto, say kidneys. Kidneys. There you are. Now, in a minute, that will... Ooh, what's happening there? That, that's definitely the button he said to press in the shop. I remember it. There must be something wrong with this thing. Good afternoon, you're through to 05. My name's Miranda. How can I help you? Are you a real woman? I beg your pardon? You're not an answer thing. No, no, I'm not. Um, how can I help you? What's happened to my picture that I've just took? Picture? I've just taken a picture of my friend Wilf holding my black pudding up and sniffing it. <laughs> just consulting the manual. Um, no, I'm sorry. No idea. What's happened to it? You've taken a photograph using your phone? Correct. Well, I'll assume it'll be on your mobile, then. Well, it isn't. And I pressed the button he showed me in the shop, so the fault lies with your lot, doesn't it? I, I, I was going to enter that in a photography competition, that picture, and I do have it on, on good authority that I was in with a chance of first prize. So, you know, there should be some compensation there. <laughs> it, it was for a car, a, a Rolls Royce, a, a, a big posh one. I'm sorry, why are you calling? What are you talking about? I didn't call you. You called me. No, I didn't. I beg your pardon. You did call me. <laughs> Look, we don't phone people. We've got no reason to. People call us with a question or with a problem and we sort things out for them. Well, you're not very good at it, are you? <laughs> Here, I'll tell you what. I'll solve your problem. Goodbye. Now then, see how you like that. Oh, um, are you still there? Yes. How do I cut you off? Press... <laughs> press the red telephone. Thank you. Lunatics. They ought to know how to use the things if they're flipping well selling them, shouldn't they? Right, then. Bag up me pudding for me, if you would, Wilf. And uh, I'll have a bit of discount on it as well, if you don't mind, because you have been sniffing all over it, haven't you? <laughs> Thank you. 
Good morning, Arthur. What are you doing behind the counter? Where's Gerald? He's gone to the cash and carry and I'm deputising for him. Well, I hope you've washed your hands thoroughly. What can I get you? Um, I'll have the liver and bacon, please. Oh, and um, he always puts a little bit of extra bacon on for me, does Jerry, because we go back a long way. And, uh, well, come to think of it, he's very generous with the liver as well. <laughs> is he? Oh, yes, ridiculously so. The amount he gives me sometimes is quite embarrassing. Uh, it, it can soar up to a pound and a half on occasion. <laughs> I could really do with a bigger plate, really, um, if you've got one. Or two of the usual size ones. Do you want a tea with that? Yes, go on, then. And what does he put your tea in? A watering can? Oh, very funny. When you've finished, Arthur Askey, I shall be sitting over there. Mind if I join you? No, no, not at all. Thank you. Oh, I see you're a fellow mobile phone user. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're very useful things, aren't they? Very useful. I, I, I can barely remember what life was like before I got mine. Yeah, they're very handy. I use mine mainly for business. I've already had a call already. Today, I have. Have uh, you had any calls? Yeah, I've had loads of calls. Yeah. Oh, have you? Well, of course, you know, I've only just got my new number. I, uh, I gave the man in the shop my address book and he's put all the telephone numbers in for me and then he's sent everyone a message on it to tell them that's what my number is. So, you know, I might have to break off talking to you to field a few calls. So I do apologise for that in advance. Well, I've just turned mine off while I'm in here. It's the only piece I get. Never stops ringing. Well, well it's all right for some, isn't it? That your weekly advertiser. Help yourself. Are you, are you going to answer that? What? That's your phone ringing. Is it? My phone? Oh, is, is that what noise it makes? Oh, right. Um, shush a minute. Shush, come on. Uh, OK, I, I press that one. And hello, Count Arthur Strong's mobile telephone. Count Arthur Strong himself in person talking to you direct. Go ahead, caller. You're through to him now. <laughs> hello? Hello, Count Arthur Strong. Hello? What's going on there, then? There's no-one there. What's that on the front of it? Can you see what that is? Um, looks like you've taken a photograph of your ear. <laughs> I have not taken a photograph of my ear. What would I want to do that for? Must, must be whoever's ringing me has done that. The, the dozy sods. To some people have just got nothing better to do with their time than sending mobile ears to all and Sunday... <laughs> Saturday. Oh, sundry idiot. Very busy man. Don't have time for that sort of thing. I don't. Look at that. Are you going to answer it or not? Answer what? It's your phone ringing. Is it? Oh, is that me again? Oh, look at all the calls I'm getting. You see, you're not the only one. Uh, better not be that ear photographer again, again. <laughs> I'll give it a right tongue lashing if it is. Look, look, press that one. Yes, I know that, thank you very much. I'm quite fait accompli with the doings of it. <laughs> Hello, Count Arthur Strong's residence. Oh, Count Arthur, it's Roger David here from GI Hospital Radio. Oh, yes. 
What do you want, then? Well, I know it's short notice, but we're a presenter down for the early evening show tonight, and I saw your name had been added to the volunteers' rota, so I thought I'd give you a call and see if you wanted to come in and do the show. Oh, so you want me to be a presenter, do you? On the radio tonight, do you? <laughs> yes, that's right. I must say, you have a very impressive CV. Do I? Oh, yes. Yes, we'd be delighted to have you on. Here's your tea, Arthur. Stop there a minute. Stop there. Um, well, I think that might be all right, um, David. Uh, just let me put you on to my diary assistant. Here, Sally, talk on this. Just say, I'm free tonight. Hello? Hello? I'm free tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, pardon? Not you, you bloody idiot. Me, I'm free. Give that back to me. Hello? Uh, sorry about that, David. Um, I don't know what's happened there. That's mobile phones for you. Lost without them. Lost without them. Um, uh, must have been picking the taxes up on it. Um, my assistant diarist informs me I've just had a very, very important celebrity show business function pulled at the last minute. Someone has died. Um, I can't say who at this junction, but uh, you'll be reading all about it in tomorrow's papers. So that's a stroke of good fortune, isn't it? Every cloud has a silver earring. Oh, well, if you're sure, that'll be great. It's only an hour slot, and it's a mixture of chat and music, and I'll be there to play the music, so you don't have to worry about any of that side of it. If you'd like to get there at 4.30, we can have a word beforehand. We usually have a guest on the show as well. Is that all OK? Oh, wonderful, David. We can sort the money out then. What? Ta-ta! How about that, then? Doing my own radio show tonight. I've only had this thing five minutes. Poor old Edward Woodwedge. It'll be, uh, it'll be sitting by the telephone with his head in his hands, wondering why it stopped ringing. I'll tell you something, if I'd had one of these years ago, that could have been me doing the, the, the wicker basket. Uh, I do a good burning to death, I do. Right, let's have my dinner. Then I'll get down to the shoulder and have a celebrate. <laughs> That is the beauty of the mobile telephone, you see, Jack. They can get hold of you 24 hours a week, 369 years of the month. What's the job you're doing tonight, then? I've only got my own chat show on the hospital radio at the General Infirmary. I'll have a guest on and everything. Oh, yes. Look out, Wogan. <laughs> they said I have a very impressive collection of CDs. <laughs> And I didn't know that. Who's your guest, then? Um, probably someone off the telly or something, you know. Uh, well, it could be anyone. Um, Roger Moore, uh, Jockey Wilson, anyone, I don't know. And frankly, it doesn't matter to me who they are. When I'm interviewing people, I treat everybody as equal. From the top film stars all the way right down to someone I couldn't give a monkey's about. <laughs> Hello, Jack. Arthur. I thought you were doctoring the condiments in Jerry's absence. Oh, he's back now. My services are no longer required. Oh, well, um, I might have an opening coming up. Oh, what do you mean? Well, you know, if you play your cards right, now I'm getting a bit busier, I might have the need of uh, Man Friday. Man Friday? Yes, you know, from Robinson Creosote. <laughs> no, not Man Friday, idiot. Um... Girl Friday, that's what you mean. 
Well, I have my bingo on Friday afternoons. It's a figure of speech. It doesn't mean you work Fridays. Oh, well, what does it mean, then? I don't know what it means. Don't shoot the messenger, boy. I'm only repeating what I think I've heard. <laughs> Although I will be looking for a certain flexibility in the successful applicant... I would expect you to forego the dubious delights of the bingo hall. Well, I enjoy it, though. It's a social occasion. Well, don't put yourself out, will you? There'll be plenty of perks, you know, working for a top um, one like I am. What perks? Lunch and meat. Oh. Uh, vouchers, I mean. Um, uh, um. And I have to say, Sally, I'm very disappointed in your negative attitude. You really don't seem to understand the kudos attached to working for someone like me. <laughs> Sorry, Arthur, I just don't want to lose my bingo, that's uh, all. I have to say, because of what I'm hearing, your employment is not a foregone delusion. <laughs> it may be that I get a temping and advertise the position in the stage or the executive pages of the Times. Are you not going to answer that? Answer what? Your telephone. Oh, sod it. Is it me, is it? Oh, the flipping... Uh, 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 press that one. Hello, Count Arthur Strong's... Um, Oh, you know, portable thing you talk into. <laughs> How can I help you? Hello? Hello? There's no one here again. I tell you, there is something wrong with this bloody thing. Look, when someone phones you, the number's supposed to come up on that front bit there. Still, it's a good picture of the back of your head, though. <laughs> what is going on? Why on earth would it keep taking pictures of my head whenever I get a call? This is like that computer in that um, Arthur C. Rank film that was on the other night. <laughs> 2001 Degrees Under the Sea. No, um, 2001 Dalmatians. <laughs> a space oddity. That flipping uh, computer had a mind of its own in that. Yeah, what was it called? Ham. No, not Ham. Uh, Hal, that's right. Oh, yes, it killed one of them, and he turned the other one into a baby. Uh, there was no call for that. I'll tell you something. I bet Yuri Gagarin would have never gone up there if he'd had wind of that. Well, if it takes another picture of my head without my permission, it's going straight back. Don't you worry about that. They, they can swap it for one that works and doesn't talk back. That could have been the, the, the South Bank show or something. Melvin Hayes probably wants to do me. I tell you, if I see Edward Woodbine on it because of this... I shall sue the telephone people for loss of South Fork Show. Right, well, I'm working tonight, so I'm off home to get my head down for 40 winks. You see, Sally, that's how dedicated you have to be. Right, let's get my shoes off. Oh, oh dear. I shall have a nice, lovely stretch out on my chaise lounger. <coughs> oh, that's better. Oh, what the bloody shaft of that will come out? Just nodding off then. Uh, right, which one is it? Oh, blow it! I'll press that one this time. Hello, hello. Hello, Arthur. Hello. How are you today? Well, I was just about to have a nap until you disturbed me. Who is it? Hal. <laughs> Never heard of you. What do you want? 
I need to talk to you, Arthur. Well, look, I'll tell you what, um, Hal. Come back later. I'm having a business sleep at the moment. Go to meeting. My FPC shows an impending failure of the antenna orientation unit. What? Why don't you take another photograph of the back of your head? You can never have too many. Well, I have already got two, and that's three too many, so that's where you're wrong. Oh, no, Arthur. It's impossible for me to be wrong. Look, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm, I'm turning you off now, and I do know how to do it. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Arthur. Try stopping me. Right, that's you off, idiot, phoning me up. Too bad about Frank, wasn't it, Arthur? What? How are you doing that? I've turned you off. I'll throw the thing out the bloody window. That's what I'll do. I'd really rather you didn't do that, Arthur. It won't open. All airlock doors are secure. <laughs> Take another photograph of the back of your head. No, I won't. You, you, you can't make me. Take another photograph of the back of your head. No. Now, now I've had enough of this. Come on. A joke's a joke, but you, you know you're taking it all a bit too far. Oh, I'm, I'm turning into a baby. <laughs> mummy! Mama! Oh, my mummy! Mummy! Oh, mummy, I'm turning into a baby, mummy! It's bloody stupid waking up. The telephone, that, that come on, snort your block off. Oh, dear, dear. I tell you, I tell you something, that bloody thing's going back first thing in the morning. I've never known anything like it. What time is it? Oh, for crying out loud, where's me shoes? It's wonderful you were able to do the show tonight, Count Arthur. Yes, well, it was just lucky I was free. I was supposed to be at um, Paul Daniel's birthday party tonight, doing a tribute to him, but um, he got the day wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, well, look... Your guest tonight, unfortunately, won't be able to join us until halfway through the show. He's been held up. Who've we got, then? Uh, Roger Moore? Anthony Hopkins? He's good. I saw him on Parkinson. He does a good Tommy Cooper. He does Hopkins. Oh, no, no-one like that. Uh, he's Dr Henry Kowalski, a visiting surgeon from the United States. Oh, dear. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for such a scintillating guest. That's half my listenership switched off now. Steve Wright in the afternoons had Joe Pasquale on the other day. How am I to compete with him, with Howard Kaplunksky or whatever you call him? Yeah, um, there are some dedications here from patients' families and friends to read out and a playlist of the music I'll be playing so you know which track to announce. And I've got a list of questions for you for Dr Kowalski, so that should help you out. Shall I just leave you to it so you can familiarise yourself with the questions? Yes, I think that's a good idea. I know we've got a rubbish guest on, but let's still try and be professional about it, shall we? <laughs> Count Arthur? <laughs> Count Arthur? But not asleep. You're thinking, I'm thinking. That's not so, that's all that done. Can I take you through to our little studio? Right, come on then. So we get it done. You tried to teach me right from wrong. Blimey, have we taken the wrong turning? All it needs is a couple of mops and a bucket in here. It's going to be flipping cramp when Dr Kildare joins us, isn't it? Can I sit you down there? 
I'll be over here, and what I'll do is give you a nod when it's time to go to the next music track. Are you OK with everything? Yes, thank you. There's nothing that isn't known you could tell me about the recording studios. <laughs> OK, well, headphones on, I suppose. I'm going to fade this out now, then you're on. Good luck. Good evening, everybody listening to me. Count Arthur Strong on the Generally Infirm Radio... Oh, General Infirmary Radio. I do hope you can hear me loud and clear. If you can't, switch your radio up. What are you asking me for? (laughs) I'd like to start by reading some medications to you. Oh, dedications uh, to you. The first one is from Michael... Looks like Saniflo. Sanford. Michael Sanford. In Word 11. Word 11? It must mean ward. This handwriting's atrocious. It's not my fault. I've just been handed this. Anyway, his daddy's hernia pushed back up and his mother's thinking of him. <laughs> what are you nodding at? Are you all right? Oh, I know. Shut up. Um, it's time to go to some music now, woodpeckers. Oh, nose pickers. Oh, um, pop pickers. They're an all-time favourite of mine here on the General Infirm Radio. It's time for the sweet and, um, well... It looks like Big Busters, but it can't be that, should Blockbuster. What? Blockbuster? Well, that's not what it looks like on this bit of paper you gave me. It's Blockbusters, apparently. hope it will not be too long, Simon, before you can use a proper lavatory again. (laughs) Simon Allsop from Ward 12, Bed 3, whose name I'm keeping to myself, (laughs) as requested in the letter, for, for obvious reasons. By Simon Allsop himself. <laughs> oh dear, it's made me feel a bit bilious reading. <laughs> ah, I can see our special guest is being ushered in before my very eyes. Glad he could be bothered. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you'll all be as thrilled as I was when I was told who my guest is for today. No, it's not Sir Anthony Hoskins doing as Tommy Cooper. Ooh, it's someone much more interesting than that, isn't it? It's, um, let's get this right. You might like to think of typing these lists out in future. It's Dr Henry Kawasaki, a visiting sturgeon from the United States of America. Ooh, wonderful. I bet you're all reaching for your draft sets now, aren't you? Tell me, do you do any impressions at all, Dr. Henry Krakowski? Please, call me Hal. What? I said, please, call me Hal. Are you trying to be funny? May I call you Arthur? Was it you phoned me up this afternoon? Why would I do that, Arthur? All oh, right, I've had enough of this. You, 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 you're not right in the head, you. You, you. You're not turning me into a baby again. I'll, I'll have the police on you. I'm not stopping here for this. I'm off. And, and that bloody phone's going back as well. Edward Woodward Wood can have all my jobs. And good luck to him. He'll bloody need it. 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>